Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast, brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success training and consulting firm based in San Francisco. There is so much content out there on various customer success topics. So this podcast is intended to cut through the clutter and provide you with outside ideas on leadership to support your customer success career. Today's article is called Firing with Compassion by Joel Peterson. This article first ran in the March and April 2020 issue of Harvard Business Review, and you can find it on their website, hbr.org. Um, little did the author know, uh, as they were writing this, that uh, we would be entering the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, this has become a very practical article with tips on how to fire one of your team members with minimal risk to the personal relationship that you might have with them, and minimal, minimal risk as well to your company. It includes 10 pieces of very practical advice on um, preparation, process, and follow-up for when you need to let someone go. So how is this related to customer success? Um, Unfortunately, right now, many companies are being heavily impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Several of our clients have had to furlough and fire team members, and I'm expecting more companies to be impacted as we work our way through the financial crisis that is kind of coming along the heels of COVID-19. So um, it's important for that reason. Um, Even so, though, it is always important for managers to feel confident in letting people go. I have a tendency to lean toward firing early um, as soon as I know someone isn't a good fit for my team. I think this helps them find their next role where they are a fit and keeps the team from having morale issues that come along with keeping a poor performer on the team. One of the biggest reasons managers tend to avoid letting people go is because it is a very uncomfortable conversation. No one wants to do this. So having some best practices like this in your back pocket will give you more confidence as you go into these sometimes necessary conversations. So my key takeaways from this article were really these three. Um, First, one of the best pieces of advice in this article is not to wait for a quote unquote firing offense to fire someone. Um, The author talks about how waiting for some big dramatic event often leads to keeping a poor performer on the team longer than they should be. So by keeping track of smaller, quieter examples of poor performance, you can move more quickly to take that person off your team. I also love that he talks about not surprising people. I think discussing performance in your one-on-one meetings ensures that your team members all know where they stand. Um, If after discussion and coaching, your team member continues to perform poorly, it shouldn't be a surprise when they're let go. I think this makes the entire process a lot more humane. Um, Finally, the last takeaway that really stood out to me was not to over-explain the decision when you're in the firing meeting itself. The author talks about how to keep the conversation simple. If you've done a good job of coaching and documenting leading up to the decision, there doesn't need to be a, a long conversation in the middle of it. So is this article worth your time? I think this is a great article for any customer success leader. I think one truth of management is that at some point you're going to need to fire someone from your team. Um, Getting this kind of advice ahead of time can help you feel really confident about your plan and will help you avoid some of the pitfalls that can lead to a bitter relationship with a former peer or put your company at risk.
So now I'm going to move on to the book. This is our fourth episode, so I'm wrapping up my review of the Customer Success Professionals Handbook by Ashvin Vijanathan and Ruben Rabago with a review of chapters 13 through 14. These chapters are specifically directed to customer success leaders. So what is this section about? Chapter 13 is about managing a team, and this chapter covers a lot. It covers everything from segmentation to customer ratios to compensation to reporting, very packed chapter. And chapter 14 talks about creating career paths. This is really about how you can intentionally design career paths for your CSM team, including things like mapping out skill sets, building levels into your CS organization, reviewing your talent regularly, and then also touches on transitioning CSMs into other functions inside the organization. So what do I agree with? First, if you listen to episode two, you know that one of my big complaints about chapter seven is that the topic of segmentation is seemingly randomly inserted into the middle of that chapter. However, chapter 13 redeems this book on the subject of segmentation. This is directed to managers. It offers a number of different approaches and ideas on ways to tackle segmentation. And I really liked the real life example of how GE Digital is very creatively approaching their segmentation for customers. So lots of great content on segmentation. And that brought this book back in terms of this topic for me. Um, the other part of chapter 13 that really stood out to me is the section on reporting and dashboards. There is a great outline of all the important reports that managers should include in their reporting suite, along with descriptions and examples of how to visually display the data. So for newer CS leaders, this is a great starting point. And I think experienced leaders should double check that they have all of those reports in place. In chapter 14, I really appreciate that the authors highlight the importance of a regular talent review. This is a discipline that has been proven to improve the overall performance of teams, and it helps managers identify who they need to put onto a performance management plan and who they need to groom for a promotion. I also think that having a formal process like this keeps managers from handing out promotions like candy. I think one of the biggest challenges I see in growing organizations is the tendency to overpromote team members. Often this is used as a retention tool, but not everyone getting a promotion should really have been promoted. Having a formal process to review talent puts each employee in the context of their place on the team as a whole and will help leaders to focus promotions on the employees who really are truly top performers. Finally, I loved that chapter 14 touched on the idea of career paths between functions in the organization. While I do think that a CS is a career unto itself, um, by providing paths into other functional parts of the organization, customer success leaders are not only giving their teams a broader set of options, they are seeding the company with customer-focused individuals. And over time, this can have an incredibly positive impact on the organization uh, to help create a customer success culture. So honestly, what did I disagree with here? I had a hard time finding anything to disagree with in these last two chapters. Um, and in fact, I, I think they're the strongest in the book. That said, there are two things I wanna call out. Um, first, the section on customer ratios is largely centered around research that Gainsight has done on customer ratios across different sizes and maturities of companies and different types of customer base. This is fantastic research, but what I would say is that the ratios are on the high side. 
Just because other people are setting their ratios at a certain level doesn't mean that it is right for your organization or will fit with your customer journey. I wish the authors had spent more time talking about how to marry the activities you expect your CSMs to complete with these top-down benchmarks. So um, I think I wanted to just call that out. It's not that the chapter is bad. It's just that um, I think they were really focused on their study and needed to offer um, some ideas on how do you actually marry this with, with what your team is going to actually be doing. And the other caution I would call out here on these two chapters is on developing career paths. The plan that is presented in chapter 14 is fantastic for mature organizations with large groups of CSMs. For those of you who are reading this book while serving in a startup or a growth stage company, this is going to be overkill. The risk you run when you formalize career paths too soon is that you'll have half your team vying for promotions when there isn't really anyone left to manage. And when that happens, a lot of companies start handing out promotions too early and end up with a top-heavy team. That is super difficult to correct down the road and leads to morale problems across the group. In the early stages of maturity, it is better for companies to be conservative with promotions and get creative with compensation and culture levels levers instead. Um, so something to think about, um, as you're growing in an organization, it's great to have an idea of the structure that Gainsight presents in this book, um, but, but I think it's a little too early for companies if they're not in a mature stage yet. Overall, is this section worth reading? As I mentioned, I think these chapters were the best in the book. CS leaders will definitely benefit from these two chapters, and I think even senior leaders are going to take away some creative ideas. CSMs may not get anything directly applicable out of these chapters, but I don't think it ever hurts to understand where your manager is coming from, so worth a skim at least. And then finally, CS operations folks would benefit from this section on reports in chapter 13 because they'll probably be the ones setting those up. Next week, we'll be starting a new book called How Women Rise by Sally Helgeson and Marshall Goldsmith. This book is a favorite of mine, and it goes into 12 common habits that hold women back in their careers. I wish I had had this book when I was a new leader. While this book is focused on women in leadership roles, I think that there is plenty of content here that could be helpful for the men in our audience, whether you're running into some of these habits yourself or coaching a female member of your team. I'll be starting with chapters one through three, and if you'd like to read along, you can find this book on Amazon. Since this is a brand new podcast, if you like it, please take a couple of minutes to rate it and subscribe. You can also email feedback and ideas to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time.